I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Gotta be feeling good about what Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw. In zone, no! Touchdown, Jets! Mike White, how about him? Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Breaking away, Garrett Wilson. Wilson, a big play downfield. Wilson's still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. Rodgers in trouble again, and he's sacked again by Quinn and Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time for another edition of the 2023 Offseason Roundtable with one of my favorite guests, a good friend of mine, who I believe has actually been on every single year of the Roundtable, and this is year number six. Welcome back, best-selling author of Van Halen Rising and Ted Templeman, a platinum producer's life in music, Mr. Greg Renoff. Greg, what's up, brother? I'm doing well, especially after that nice introduction. Thanks for having me back, Scott. Greg, we haven't talked in a while, and particularly we haven't talked about the Jets, so let's take the temperature of where you're at right now with Robert Sala and Joe Douglas. What do you think? With them in in isolation, you know, I uh, I think it's always inevitable, especially now with the way Twitter is, that you, know, the, you, you read things where people are saying, fire this person, fire that person, especially after the, the down the stretch to collapse. You know, I'm a... I'm pretty much sold on those guys. I mean, obviously time will tell. I'm not going to be a completely wrong take, but you know, even if uh, I I would say, even if they don't, God forbid, make the playoffs this coming year, I would still be in for another year of those guys. I think they're, they're the best combination we've had since, since Rex and Tannenbaum without a doubt. And um, you know, you really, unlike other um, GMs and other coaches we've had, you really get a sense that they are both uh, in command of, you know, of, um, the team and in their roles and they, they are respected around the league and they're people that, uh, you know, if they got fired, they're going to get hired immediately. Unlike some other GMs or other people we've had who have coaches who obviously have not been hired immediately around the league after they've been fired. Uh, but you know, it's look, you, 
lose that many games down the stretch in that fashion, especially when you're you're at seven wins at, at about you know more than midpoint of the se- the season, and it looks like you're headed towards a playoff spot. It's not a great look, and there's some holes in the roster that maybe were not apparent to us um, in August that are now you know kind of very clear there are big big problems with the roster but that i mean that said i think uh we uh as jet fans have been more than patient and we want a playoff win and we want a playoff game but i look at it to say yeah we have we actually have two guys who are running this organization who are uh who are more than competent i think very skilled at what they do and you know we'll see we just uh you know don't have endless patience but i wouldn't be this uh you know fire sala i thought was a little bit of the uh, the worst take i'd seen on twitter which is saying a lot what did you think of the decision to move on from Mike LaFleur? The piece that came out on The Athletic from Zach Rosenblatt, which was really interesting, you know, sort of paints the, paints the picture of the the, the LaFleur as a negative light. Um, you know, it's one of these things that you, you can look at the, the wide narrative and the wide range of the season and see, obviously, when you have that much trouble scoring touchdowns down the stretch and there's that little production – um, offensively down the stretch, it's it's a pretty damning indictment of the offensive coordinator, especially when you look around the league and you see other teams obviously are able to plug in quarterbacks that on paper don't look like they're going to be able to um, deliver productivity and they're able to do that. Day after the season ended, I, I actually thought that the uh, there may have been other people who would have taken the fall. Uh, the quarterback coach, for example, or some other, other people uh, who were in the building but not LaFleur necessarily was gonna gonna take the fall for the for the collapse. But it's uh you know it's a pretty difficult thing to go back with all the guys in the room again and say, hey, we're gonna we're gonna run back everyone back exactly the same after you have that really disastrous of a stretch. You know, all sorts of extenuating circumstances, quarterback gets hurt, you lose Bruce Hall, Vera Tucker, we can go through all the things and you sort of see that there was a lot of adversity the team faced and a lot of things that obviously had a big effect on what happened on the team. But on uh, uh on the other hand, I don't, you know, it's, you can't just stand pat and probably say, we'll just do exactly what we did last year and expect that we can uh, be confident that things are going to get better. So, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't shocked, obviously, when he got fired. Since you brought up Zach Wilson, how surprised are you with what's gone on so far? And do you think he can be salvaged? Last year, entering the sea, or I should say entering this past season, you know, in this, in the um, July, August 2022, I felt like we were in the same sort of situation we were with Darnold after his rookie year, where you saw the the uh, upturn in in play towards the end of the year. And you, I think, you and I talked, and I think a lot of fans were were cautiously optimistic that they were going to see development from from Wilson. And then, you know, towards the middle of the season, the Pittsburgh game and the Buffalo game, um, I said to a couple people that I saw, which is sort of a laughable phrase now to consider how bad things have gone for the Jets at quarterback that, that they'd sort of maybe had a guy who could maybe maybe this year could develop into a game manager like just not lose them games throw a touchdown pass here and there not make the bad mistakes but you know things just went so 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 bad um you know I am a I am actually a believer that Zach Wilson will be a competent quarterback in the league for some years uh you know just based on those flashes we've seen I just think that it's largely mental I, I really really do uh, look into his face I mean I could see you could see it at the Jacksonville game I mean just absolutely shell-shocked with the booing and everything else and again I'm not putting it on the fans or I'm not putting it on anyone but on Zach Wilson you got to do better everyone faces adversity when you're an NFL quarterback or an NFL player you're going to have have that and you have to be able to survive that and thrive in that and if you can't then you're not cut out for the job but I mean I think I think whatever um, you can say 
about his play, how poor it was. We've seen other instances, for example, with someone like Daniel Jones, who's, um, you know, had probably had longer stretches of, did have longer stretches of good play his rookie year than Zach Wilson ever did and, and maybe showed more. But, um, you know, to sort of have the resurrection of Daniel Jones this year with less talent around him can kind of show that I think with the right coaching and sort of getting someone's mind in the right place can make a difference. And so uh, that said, you know, there's no way you can go into next season. When I don't think with Mike White and, and Zach Wilson on your roster and say, this is, we're going to, you know, this is our, our starting two or between these two, you got to bring somebody in who has a better chance of being able to bring this team to a, uh, to a playoff. I mean, you have to, but um, you know, I, I, you know, it could be all, just sort of the talking points out of the the front office that oh we're keeping Zach because we all know that's what they you know we love Darnold we love this person we're gonna we're gonna keep him they ended up parting ways with him but I would be uh, I would actually be surprised if they did that because the at this point the the value of him is so low I mean I don't know what you would get for him a fourth round pick I mean I would think that would probably be at best case scenario to get that to have a person the number two pick and I, I read somewhere today that Zach Wilson is the highest paid Jet of all time or something like that based on his rookie contract and you know, for that one season or whatever, you know, so it's a lot of, it's a lot of money invested in this person. And it's a high pick to sort of like walk away from that's after, um, you know, two years is, is quite a bit. So I have to imagine he's going to be on the roster with a, with a vet. So it's disappointing though, massively disappointing. And, um, you know, that's again, going back to the, the question of how he was handled and what was going on. And, you know, clearly there's a lot more going on behind the scenes, uh, than we, uh, probably knew until the last you know last couple of weeks especially where some stuff started coming out interestingly enough i saw that uh elijah moore's father is pretty active on twitter and he's been making some statements which is you know which i get you know you're a parent whatever you're gonna you know you know can't really fully mute the parents i guess with this type of stuff and they're gonna have things to say but you know it was clear that he you know there's a story there right at least from the receiver's point of view elijah's point of view or whatever it'd be interesting to hear more about that from what we got from the rosa black piece but um you know something's got to change and that part of the, the indictment on i think on Lafleur is that you had a number of guys who were disgruntled for one reason or another, and you know that's that's uh, not a recipe for success. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Greg, you mentioned bringing in a veteran. What do you think the Jets should do, and what do you think they're ultimately going to end up doing at quarterback? Like you, I spent a lot of time on Twitter. You know, it's interesting. It's sort of like the stock rising and falling. Like Gardner Minshew, like like six weeks ago, his stock was sky high. If you bought Gardner Minshew then, now I don't see any mention of Gardner Minshew anymore. His stock is way down. Um, <laughs> I don't think you want to part with the draft picks, right? I don't think you want to mortgage the future. You know, you can see what happened in Denver where you sort of just go all in on one guy and say, this is the guy who's going to get us over the top. And, you know, I I think we would be foolish to say that Russell Wilson is done or that he's never going to be able to have play again. But nonetheless, you can see what ends up happening if they, if they just get less than stellar quarterback play out of Russell Wilson. They are in a really, really bad way now with the contract and with the draft picks they've given away to Seattle to get him yeah, the Lamar Jackson factor. You know, it's funny how never people never seem to talk about the franchise tag, and I don't. I keep like, adding that to threads, and people never respond. I'm like, isn't he can he be franchised? So, you know, barring some sort of like complete breakdown of relationship with the team, I mean, I would think they're just going to franchise him and keep him. You know, and, and among the, the the quarterbacks that are that are available, otherwise, I mean, the uh, the Rogers factor would would immediately, I think, you know, bring a uh, a person into the into the locker room who, for whatever his personal characteristics might be which might not be loved by everybody i think would be obviously immediately respected and would would it would be um i think would galvanize and focus the offense in a way that you know based on the, what we've seen from what happened last year i don't think you're going to have you know you wouldn't have the same sort of problems i wouldn't think um you know car uh, car seems to be a good dude from what people say about him like he seems to be a solid a solid person um and his play obviously had been up and down at times, but I think you're the one who's been saying over and over again that like Derek Carr's statistics, Derek Carr's performances would make him the number one quarterback in Jets history by by far. Um, or, you know, right, right up there with name, I can't remember what the numbers are. And so, I, you know, I would I would certainly, if you were gun to my head, who would I want to see them bring in? I'd probably want to see them bring Carr in, you know, based on his age and the way he's played. And, um, you know, you – me, anybody who's been watching the NFL for long enough has seen days where Carr has been um, unbelievable, right? Unbelievably good. Yes, he threw a lot of interceptions down the down the stretch last year and blew some and they blew some games for them. But when you look at their defense, of the Raiders was horrifically bad, and so he's you know you can certainly understand why you would suddenly start to take risks with the ball that maybe you wouldn't if you had a defense like we have on the Jets where you could score twenty points and be confident you're going to be able to win a game. So I would really, really not be in favor of parting with draft picks to be bring in a quarterback, especially a veteran quarterback where it's, um, you know, somebody who, look, there's no guarantee, right? It could work great or could, uh, you know, there's like Brissett, there's some other guys, right, that are out there too that, you know, are are um, lesser quality in theory quarterbacks that might be available, but they got to do something. And, uh, you know, I think the the, uh, the reality is if you, tr- if you don't land a top tier quarterback, you have the potential of really, really missing the window, not just for these guys with, you know, they could get fired next year, meaning the, meaning the coach and the, the GM, but also, you know, I don't know where the contracts stand with everything, but like these things are, don't go on forever. You know, you could have a good defense for one, two years and the th- you know, then it's, it's, it evaporates and suddenly it's not the same thing anymore and you've missed the window. So this is the window to really, you know, make that big push. You have to bring in somebody who's going to be able to get them over the hump. 
Greg, beyond quarterback, this team has to make some additions and subtractions this offseason. What do you think they should do here in the offseason as far as fixing the holes that you talked about and putting this team in the best position to go into 2023 and finally make the playoffs for the first time since 2010? Of course, we talk about the quarterback, so we'll put that aside for now. But other moves, free agency, the draft, guys they can get rid of to clear up some cap space. I just say, you know, I watched the Eagles play last night. and You can just see how great their line is, how dominant it is. And, uh, you know, I know that's what Joe Douglas had sort of hoped. And he, you know, it seems like there were some things that just went really, really wrong. You know, Dwayne Brown gets hurt, has a bad shoulder. He never really performed, you know, maybe as well as he would have as healthy, even though his age is there. You have the um, the Becton, obviously, a catastrophic injury in, in camp, which was a whole setback that was uh, really, really, you know, set things on the wrong path. I mean, I really think you've got to build through the the offensive line. That was That was a major problem last year i don't think it's you know i don't think in a vacuum that was the it was the only problem uh, i don't think if you had great offensive line play that you were going to have great quarterback play but you could see um just how poorly it was out elijah Vera tucker went out and, and just how the injury started to mount how they couldn't run the ball particularly it's just you know combined with that with a quarterback who didn't scare anybody so you know that would be really be my my main i would love them to go go you know assuming all things being equal i would love to see them, them some draft offensive line first three rounds get two guys maybe and and you really just try to shore that up and see what else you can do in free agency you know maybe maybe there are guys in free agency or who are worth um putting a contract on but you know it's i know that the the uh the reality is the the uh cap money is not as as loose as it was for the jets as it was last year because of the contract they had and yeah they may have to move on from some guys you know whitehead i was really surprised because whitehead was really good last year with two years ago with um, Tampa, as I recall, I remember watching a lot of clips of him and he was really, really great. And so, you know, it, it would be nice to think that you could be able to go back with someone like him and, um, you know, be able to uh, let him hold the fort and not have to sink money, big money into safety. But that's for me, that was the just the most damning thing was that you couldn't. And as I mentioned, it's not just one one thing being the only factor there, but not being able to run the ball was just it was absolutely, uh, you know, in some ways just incredibly frustrating and just also shocking how they just they they couldn't get two yards when you needed it i mean that was how bad it was it just was and compared to some other teams around the league where you watch and like you know they, they're they going to get two yards every single time when they need it it seems like they never get they never um have those issues meaning the playing the teams that are in the playoffs which explain <laughs> a lot you know and they you know so i think that's to me that's that's got to be priority one because you you I, you know you get aaron Rodgers back there and if he's getting pressured like he was let's say in the jet game we all watched you know, he's not going to be very good either. No one's good at you're getting like, you know, guys being pushed up into your face from the, you know, your garden or pushing, being pushed right up in your face. You're not, no one's going to be good, especially when you're a guy like Rogers is nowhere near as mobile as he was probably 10 years ago. So yeah, I mean, I think this is the best, the priority for me. Greg, I want to get more into your wheelhouse now for a second talk and talk a little rock and roll and talk a little bit about writing books because you've written two great books about rock. One was Van Halen Rising, which was about the rise of Van Halen. And then Ted Templeman, who produced a lot of Van Halen's best albums. You wrote a book about him, Ted Templeman, a platinum producer's life and music. And so I was curious, if you were to take a look at the Jets roster right now, and we'll include the front office, we'll include the coaching staff. If you had to go on a tour bus, on a rock tour, with a handful of guys from this <laughs> roster, who would you pick? And also, as an acclaimed author, if I were to go to you and say, Greg, 
I need you to write a book about somebody involved in the Jets organization right now. So that could be a player, coach, somebody in the front office. Who would you pick? Who would you want to write a book about on this team? <laughs> All right, I'll start with the second uh, the second one first. You know who I really would like to write a book about is Michael Clemens. Mm. Um, you know, he's like this gigantic enigma to me. Um, really enjoyed his, you know, after he got drafted and he did this interview with the press uh, for about 10 or 15 minutes and talked about how he watched the draft with Delone. And that was, you know, kind of like already made me curious because how many, how many, players maybe there's maybe it's a number of guys but you know you don't usually hear about too many guys who like who don't watch it with family or friends and you know that was curious to me and then he said like his you know he was interested in carl young and uh plato i think or somebody you know uh seneca and all these these um stoic philosophers so you know i would love to, to sort of to, to sit down with him and talk about his switch where he goes from being a calm chill guy off the field to he says to a guy as a total animal on the field so that would be my choice. I'd love to. So if anyone wants to put the good in word for me, and hopefully that will make Michael Clemens mad. I don't want him mad at me, but I'd love to write a book about Michael Clemens. <laughs> um, tour bus. I mean, I think, you know, I would probably try to do it like by by uh, position group. Like what, you know, what position group would I want to go on the bus with? And, you know, I think I think I probably would want to go on uh, on the tour bus with the uh, with the D-line. I think that would be really fun. I mean, I'd love to see the interactions, like I said, between – Clemens, who I, you know, always seems to be shying away from the camera whenever the Jets do their little social media bits and, you know, does it seems to be slightly humorous in the way he approaches the world and someone who like uh, Quinnen, you know, who seems much more lighthearted. So that might be a really fun uh, buddy movie type trip there through the through the through the uh, the roads of America with those guys. So that would be my my uh, tour bus. I would like to get on the, with the, the D lineman, get on the bus with those guys and talk to the grizzled veteran and uh, Nathan Shepard and all these guys and, you know, really, really find out what makes those guys tick. Greg, this might be before some people's time, but you and I, I'm sure both remember the Super Bowl shuffle music video from the Chicago bears. The year they won the Super Bowl Mm. in 1985, Ted Templeman, who you wrote a book about. It's a great book for anybody who hasn't read it yet. Go ahead and grab it on Amazon or wherever you buy books or audio books available too. Do you think that if the jets defense ever becomes an elite unit, maybe not as good as that 1985 Chicago Bears Super Bowl team, but a really good unit, and they're looking to do a music video, do you think Ted Templeman would be able to get something good out of them? Oh, for sure. We'll get Ted, we'll get Ted up and up and moving, get him, get him uh, back in the game and get him out there. Sure, yeah. I, I, I think he would, uh, you know, he, he's a big Motown fan. Maybe he'd want to do some sort of some spoof on Motown with those guys or if he gets some guys with the horn section going and some guys singing in the back or whatever and they're they're uh they're nice uh suits or whatever but yeah i think we could definitely do that and like like you know i'm all in i'm all in on it's sort of like cheesy super bowl videos if we can just get to a super bowl sounds like something woody johnson might green light because he's been having some fun on his social media lately or at least whoever he hired to run the social media account's been having fun yeah that's the big question who's got woody's phone is woody is it woody or somebody else that's exactly right we gotta gotta crack that mystery too so greg speaking of woody johnson let's touch on him real quick before we run woody johnson is back there have been reports and there's conflicting information he got involved in the Michael LaFleur thing. He wasn't quite as involved as people thought. He's going to get heavily involved with the quarterback search. He may not get heavily involved in the quarterback search. Robert Sala and Joe Douglas are on thin ice. If they don't go to the playoffs this year, maybe they're not because Woody Johnson says there's no playoff mandate. What do you think about right. Woody Johnson being back? Are you nervous about him meddling? And where are you at with him in general right now as the owner? We lived through the Chris Johnson uh 
era and uh you know chris i don't know chris said famously like adam gates is coaching where football is going and uh so that always sticks in my head um you know i think there's this whole range of you know owners owners immediately become great owners when they win and if your team doesn't win your owner is terrible and you know i think there's more into it than that i think when you talk to the players and the coaches they talk about how great the facility is and that you know woody provides everything we possibly have and i've never got the impression that woody's been cheap on free agents like you know there's been some other franchises where you know in, in many sports where it's been clear there's been a mandate not to spend and just sort of keep the team mediocre if it has to be we're not spending money on on free agents so you know i, I think you know woody gets a lot of a lot of flack it's hard to know i mean again it's hard to know in terms of what his, his actual role is behind the scene but you know i would say this i always think it's somewhat amusing to me and somewhat befuddling where people are like this sort of woody meddling is like you know perplexing to people and i'm you know look uh you know if you own something you know you're gonna meddle in it you're you know, it's sort of like it's you're a billionaire and you own a billion dollar piece of uh property of a company i mean you're gonna meddle in it you're not gonna just say i don't do anything so um you know whatever his opinions are i think it's i think that's something i really you know would love to to know too i think we all would really love the true story know how much went into that where what he stood with lafleur um you know i think the more i think about it i think it's more likely than not that um sala wasn't gunned to the head forced to fire fire his friend i think it was probably you know whatever there was a conversation or whatever and that there were votes taken but that it was ultimately up to sala to do what he thought was right so you know i don't think it was that sort of you know reaching reaching across the you know from the top down to the bottom to fire the coach but you know it's uh you know, I, I think, look, I think anybody, you, me, anybody who owned the Jets and looked at what happened down the stretch with the offense would be interested in seeing something like that not ever happen again. And, you know, it, it would it would be hard for anyone, in my opinion, to sort of look at what Michael LaFleur did in the stretch and say, he did a great job. He, he did an amazing job. I mean, I think there's just a question of whether it was smart to sort of try to reset the system and whether or not it was just a matter of trying to change some of the people around Zach Wilson and try to figure out what we could do to better support the quarterback uh, and of course we need a new wide receiver coach because Miles Austin is now um, suspended. So, you know, but yeah, I'm, I'm generally a Woody fan. I think, you know, I think he gets a lot of flack for just, just because the team hasn't won a Super Bowl. I think if he wins a Super Bowl, it's suddenly like, you know, he's the greatest owner in the world. Greg, there was a great book called Collision Low Crossers by Nicholas Dowadoff, where Nicholas Dowadoff was granted all access to the 2011 Jets and if you're a Jets fan or just a football fan and you haven't read it I can't recommend it enough Nicholas was a guest on the show we did a deep dive on 2011 with him I think there needs to be a sequel and you should be the author I want the Jets to grant you an all-access pass you can go behind the scenes and write about what's going on because you're a fantastic author you're a passionate Jets fan and I'm really glad that you were able to take some time to come on the roundtable and talk with me again this offseason. Greg Renoff, the author of Van Halen Rising, and Ted Templeman, a platinum producer's life and music. Thanks so much for coming on. As always, really appreciate it. For those that want to interact with you on social media and, of course, read Van Halen Rising and your book on Ted Templeman, how can they do all that? Hey, I'm at Greg Renoff on Twitter. Hit me up. I'm there all the time. There you go. Make sure you hit up Greg on Twitter. 
And Amazon or anywhere else where you buy books is where you can get his two books. I highly recommend both of them. I own copies of both. I've read both of them from start to finish. And so if you haven't, you should. Also, you should check out playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Some awesome All-22 breakdowns up on our channel. Visit it and subscribe right now, youtube.com slash playlikeajet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's tee We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's tee And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes. If you haven't done that already, easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps. You know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.